0: Hello, Victory family. Can we just uh, give a hand to our awesome God? All right. Happy New Year, everybody. Can you just be the person beside you? Happy New Year. For those of you who are joining us from your homes, Happy New Year. And uh, well, 2021 is here finally. And um, you know, what an awesome time to be with you all this day. And today is going to happen, you know, it happens to be the first Sunday of 2021. And uh, we made it through 2020, praise God. Amen. Done with the old, here with the new. And, you know, as we begin this new year, we want to focus on the awesomeness of our mighty God. Everybody say, God is awesome. You know, he, we serve an awesome God and we are, you know, we want to focus on, you know, His work in us. We want to focus on who God is. Uh, I believe that this year, you know, as in every year, this year is the year of the Lord's favor. Amen. Um, we want to focus on Him, not on our faith. Not on our own prayers, not on our own plans. And I believe that many of us have made plans already. You've probably written down your faith goals and nothing wrong with that. In fact, I encourage you to do that. Uh, write down your faith goals, write your dreams and aspirations. I believe that this is the year of recovery. Amen. And I believe that God is about to pour out something new to all of us. You know, it's not about our preparation or skills, by the way. It's really about, it's really about His grace. Amen. And so I believe that as we started this year, 2021, you know, we, we, we need to focus on God Himself. And I believe that, you know, as people encounter God, there's always, you know, transformation that happens in our life. You know, how many of you have encountered God in your life? You know, we've, we've all encountered God. We can actually encounter God in a fresh, new way. And, you know, my prayer is that we will have fresh encounter this year, 2021. Everybody say fresh encounter. Fresh encounter, you know, for those of you watching uh, from your home. Fresh encounter, type it down, you know, uh, in the in the comment section down below. Fresh encounter, people can change, circumstances do change, God does not change, amen. He is the same yesterday, today, and forever. We we serve an unchanging God, an immutable God, and that's the reason why we can actually put our faith in Him because He's not fickle minded. You know, our circumstances, it may be bad last year, 2020. You know, maybe some of us are saying, so what's, what's new in 2021? Well, it's a new year. You write down, you know, the year 2021 in your new calendars or planners. But I believe also there's a fresh new grace. There's a fresh new fire that God's going to put in us. He's the same God, yesterday, today, and forever. He's a God of recoveries. He's a God of second chances. He's a God of, you know, breakthroughs. And we can still believe that. For the year 2021, and I want to encourage all of us to join in on the five-day prayer and fasting. How many of you are excited for the fast? You know, after the feasting, how many of you have been eating a lot lately? You know, parang sarap no? Being at home, you know, I, I've seen a lot of, uh, I guess, a lot of posts on, uh, on the social media about the food we've eaten during the holidays. But, you know, it's about time for us to prepare, consecrate ourselves for a five-day prayer and fasting as we seek God. As we set aside, you know, our plans and our, you know, our our uh, our dreams, and you know, just focus on God and hear God afresh and receive from Him. You know, let's join in the fast. We're gonna have a five-day prayer and fasting. We're gonna, you know, have uh, uh, prayer times during lunchtime, okay, at twelve noon, and then we're gonna also be having uh, one at uh, in the evening. And so, please do join us uh, online. We're not gonna have it here uh, physically. So. Uh, EN Fast 2021. And today also, as uh, Pastor Bodhi has mentioned, we're starting a brand new series entitled Awesome God. And, uh, you know, as we started this year, 2021, we don't want to focus on our circumstances. We want to focus on God. Amen. We want to focus on his, on, on his move for us. We want to talk about our awesome God because God is awesome. You know, God is amazing. God is full of, you know, full of His godly... Attributes and his holiness. We've been seeing those songs earlier about the holiness of God, blessing and honor, and salvation belongs to our God. We want to understand who God is. We want to, you know, we want to understand how awesome he is. We want to understand and appreciate his work in our lives. And what a fitting response for us to have a fear of God. As we start this year, we also want to have a greater love for him. You know, my, my prayer for all of us as a church is that God will take us from where we were in 2020 and really breathe new life and new faith in us. In fact, that we would all encounter God. We will have fresh fire in our soul. You know, fresh fire for God, passion for God. You know, this is really about our series, Awesome God. And may we continually see the greatness of God as we continue to walk with Him this year, 2020. Twenty-one. Amen. So how I many of you are ready for the word? Okay, if you have your Bibles, please open it to uh, Exodus. We're going to go back to the Old Testament, Exodus chapter 3. For those of you watching at home, we're going to be reading from the ESV uh, version. You know what ESV means, right? Essentials of Victory or English Standard Version. Okay, so ESV version, Exodus chapter 3, verse 1 to 6, and then we'll also skip to verse 13 to 15, okay? So I'd like to invite everybody to stand up all across this uh, room, this auditorium. As we give reverence to the Word of God, we will be reading from Exodus chapter 3, beginning in verse 1 to 6, and then we'll jump and skip a few verses, which I'll take it on later on, but we'll read and focus on 13 to 15. Exodus chapter 3, 1 to 6. Now Moses hid his face for he was afraid to look at God. Let's go to verse 13. Then Moses said to God, if I come to the people of Israel and say to them, the God of your fathers has sent me to you and they ask me, what is his name? What shall I say to them? God said, I am who I am. Everybody say, I am who I am. I am who I am. And he said, say this to the people of Israel, I am has sent me to you. God also said to Moses, say this to the people of Israel, the Lord, the God of your fathers, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, the God of Jacob has sent me to you. This is my name forever and thus I am to be remembered throughout all generations. This is the word of the Lord. Let's bow heads and pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you so much for another year, another grace, another time that we will spend with you even today, God. I thank you for the word that you have uh, spoken. And uh, Lord, I just pray that you would give us greater understanding of who you are in our life. I thank you, Lord God, that indeed you are the great I am. You are whom we need you to be. And I just pray, God, that you would impart faith and may we have an encounter with you fresh this year, 2021. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. You may all be seated. Also, for those of you who are watching, you may go back to bed. No, just be seated. All right. Well, it's interesting that we're, you know, of course, we should be reading Genesis beginning of the year. But since we're talking about the awesomeness of God, you know, this is the first, you know, almost like a physical, visible encounter of God with, you know, someone uh, in the Old Testament. And if you're familiar with, how many of you are familiar with Moses? You know, we we all know who Moses is, right? Moses is the giver of the Ten Commandments. Actually, it was God who gave the Ten Commandments. He was the one who received it. But yet, we know that, you know, Moses is the one who was present in Exodus. And Exodus chapter 1 started off when God blessed the Israelites. Remember when Joseph and his entire family went, 70 in all, went to uh, the land of Egypt. And then the Pharaoh during that time was grateful to Joseph because... He practically saved the entire land of Egypt from famine. And so God gave them the land of Goshen and they multiplied there. And after 400 so years, maybe 430 years, the people of God in Egypt multiplied and there's a new king who, are, who was risen to power who was not familiar with Joseph. And he was kind of intimidated with the Jews we were living in Egypt, and he said that, you know, these Jews are too many for us, and they keep on multiplying. So let's make them our slaves, and let's oppress them. But the Bible says in chapter 1, I think it's verse 6, the more they were oppressed, the more they multiplied. How many of you know that sometimes we can go through oppression and difficulties and hardship, but yet the fruitfulness of God will never stop? We will still be multiplying. Amen. And I believe that we've seen that in our church during the time of lockdown, during 2020. You know, though we were not mis- meeting uh, physically here, you know, regularly on a Sunday, we didn't have classes physically, but yet we know that the gospel is still, you know, going forth and expanding and disciples are still being added and being multiplied. You know, the more they were oppressed, the more they, mul- th- they multiplied. And so that was chapter 1 of Exodus. And the new king said that, you know, we don't want them to multiply, you know, put bricks, you know, they, let them work without, without any uh, straw or hay. And then he instructed the midwives to kill every baby Hebrew boy. And then the people, there was an edict to throw the boys into the River Nile. That was a tough time. You know, every young boy during that time, if you were a Hebrew uh, you know, family, you you have, a you know, maybe a, a newly born baby boy. The, the, the command of the king was to throw them in the River Nile. What a time to live. Exodus chapter 2 focuses on Moses. Baby Moses, who was destined to be the deliverer of Israel. And we see that his parents, by faith, did not want to subject him to, you know, to, to death. And so they tried to save him and they, they made a a little ark, so to speak, and a boat, and actually put the baby Moses, baby Moses, there, and let him go into the River Nile. And we see that they cast him to the River Nile, and you know somehow the story goes that he was delivered from the river because Pharaoh's daughter was taking a bath and saw the baby crying, and he she took her, uh, as it was, she took him uh, to be one of you know to one of. Uh, I'm not sure how many sons she had, but she ad- kind of adopted him. So he grew in the, in the halls of Pharaoh. And so this is a story of Moses. He, and somehow the, the story goes that this uh, princess took the mother of Moses to basically be the nurse or the nanny of Moses. So he kind of got the best of both worlds. He grew up in the, you know, in the palace of Egypt, but at the same time, he kept his identity as a Hebrew. So the mother taught him that his identity is ultimately a Hebrew boy. And Moses, later on, he chose to identify himself with the people of Israel, which led him one day to visit them. And because he saw them being oppressed by one particular Egyptian soldier, he looked to the left to the right. He killed that soldier, hoping that nobody has found out. But yet later on, it was found out. And he fled, running for his life because the king of Egypt found out And he wanted to kill Moses. And so Moses went as far as he could go to the land of Midian. I think we have a map there. So you can actually imagine how far Egypt on the right side to Midian on the lower left and how far he wanted to go from where he grew up. He went to Midian. And there he met a Midianite priest named Reuel or Jethro. And he decided, you know, of course, he, he, he kind of like was given a uh, one of the daughters and he married one of the daughters of uh, of, uh, of the Midianite uh, priest, Jethro. Uh, and Moses basically from Egypt stayed in Midian for about 40 years. So you can see that there are, you know, the demarcation, the life of Moses, 40 years in Egypt. 40 years in, in Median. He was a prince of Egypt. If you watch that movie, the cartoon version, Prince of Egypt. 40 years in Egypt. He was a prince in Egypt. And then he stayed in Median for the next 40 years as a shepherd. Then he became a nobody. What a dramatic change from all the power and the prestige. And now he's a shepherd in the desert. For 40 years, God had to take Egypt out of the system of Moses so that Moses would not be proud and arrogant and self-reliant because God has a plan. Amen. How many of you know that God always has a plan for us? And He doesn't want us to rely on our own strength nor rely on our own ability or, you know, our own uh, background or how we were raised up. But He wants us to totally solely rely on Him. And He did that to Moses. And I believe that God uses desert times to prepare His people for His calling for them. How many of you know that the year 2020 was a desert time for us? Could it be that maybe God is preparing something to call us to be a blessing of, you know, deliverance, hope to other people? God worked in the heart of Moses 40 years. took him a long time, and now God is ready to appear to Moses in the burning bush. In Exodus chapter 3, we've read this, and we get to know who God is. He introduced himself to Moses as the great I Am. There are three things about the burning bush experience that I want us to just take hold of. You know, as I was praying for this particular message, and I'm glad that I'm preaching on this first uh, First sermon for, you know, five-sermon series. It really is, I believe, not just a sermon for us today, first Sunday of 2021. I believe that this is actually, a you know, something, maybe a word that God wants us to take for the entire year 2021. That God wants to have a fresh encounter with us. That God wants us to experience His presence in a fresh new way. And Moses somehow has seen this in his life. The three things I want to share. God wants us to encounter His presence. That's point number one. God wants us to encounter His presence. And we see that in verse 1. That You know, we've read earlier that Moses was keeping the flock of his father-in-law Jethro. And he led his flock to the west side of the wilderness. Basically in uh, Mount Horeb. And the Bible says it's the mountain of the Lord. It is worth noting that Moses didn't just go to any mountain, but he went specifically to Mount Horeb, the mountain of God. You know, as I was doing my study, Mount Horeb also happens to be Mount Sinai. It's the same mountain that Moses and the Israelites eventually went back to. Same mountain that God gave the Ten Commandments to Moses. This is where Moses fasted for 40 days and 40 nights. How many of you want to fast for 40 days and 40 nights? Five days long, right? But 40 days and 40 nights, and God met Moses in that mountain. My question for us today is, which mountain are we running to and standing on? I mean, do you just go to one, any mountain? You know, as you experienced a pandemic last year, Many people went to different kinds of mountains for help and refuge. Some went to the mountain of money or self-reliance. Some went to the mountain of fear. Some went to the mountain of maybe doubt or worry or hopelessness. But when we stand on the mountain of God, we are safe. Amen. Amen. When you stand on the mountain of God, when you are led by God into the mountain, and when you stand there, you see things from a different vantage point, right? You see things clearly. You have a different perspective. You, you know, suddenly, your eyes are able to see what normally other people can't see. You know, on, on God's mountain, there's hope. On God's mountain, there's faith. On God's mountain, there's fresh vision. On God's mountain, how many of you know that there's signs and wonders and miracles? Amen. On God's mountain, there's provision. And we see that. You know, in the mountain of the Lord, He will provide. He did that during the time of Abraham. On God's mountain, we encounter God. You know, may we stand on the mountain of God. In 2021. And you may ask, Pastor, where is that mountain? Is it in Taal or Mount Mayon? Of course, I'm speaking high, you know, in analogy, but you know, may you find that place in your life when you're standing on the mountain of God where you can have a fresh encounter in 2021. 2020 is over, and we've carried a lot of baggages in 2020. And I believe it's time to consecrate ourselves afresh. What a way to start this year, 2021. Once again, as we fast, as we seek God, as we hear Him afresh, as we encounter God, you know, may we be willing to be interrupted by God? Moses was doing his own thing, right? I mean, he was leading the flock in the mountain, and then he was interrupted by an encounter with God. My question for us, Are you willing to be interrupted by God this year, 2021? We were kind of interrupted big time in 2020, right? But I believe that the interruption of God for 2021 is a bit different from 2020. It's an interruption of greater presence. It's an interruption of greater encounter with Him. It's an interruption of a greater revelation of who God is. It's an interruption of seeing the work of God in our life and a greater appreciation of the greatness and the awesomeness of God. It's a greater in, it's an interruption of you know, God wanting to reveal Himself and how He can use us to be, a, to be a blessing for others. We cannot be too busy for God. Amen. Don't be busy for God. Tell the person beside you, don't be too busy. Yeah. Go ahead. Tell the person beside you, don't be too busy. Layo natin kasi, no? Hira pagsalita, eh. We can't be too busy for God. Religiosity, self-righteousness hinders an encounter with God. We can't put God in a box or in a corner somewhere. He is God. And he will show up without any appointment. He is Lord. Eliminate all our the noise in our life. You know, try to quiet your soul because in quietness and trust is our strength. You know, as we draw near to God this year, 2021, He will draw near to us. I believe that you know, as you become still, the Bible says in Psalm 46, be still and know that I am God. Still your soul. Still your life. And maybe some of you are saying, yeah, Pastor, I'm, I'm, I'm already at home. I'm so still. Na you know, you, we can also be, you can actually be at home, but we can be too busy with stuff. We can be too busy with a lot of concerns. We can be too busy worrying. We can be too busy with our fears. Be still and know that He is God. Seek God with all your heart, Jeremiah 29 says. Approach God in faith because without faith, it is impossible to please God. As we come before the Lord this year, 2021, let's come and just say, God, thank you so much. May you breathe in me a fresh encounter. And I believe that as we spend the next five days in prayer and fasting, God will show Himself to us in a fresh, new, and living way. We need to have a listening ear and an obedient heart. How many of you know that when when God is wanting to meet with us, the prerequisite is listening ear, obedient heart. My question for us is, do we have that? Are we willing to set aside our agenda for this year and say, God, not my will, but yours be done. I've made plans for 2020. Many of those plants actually went up in the smoke. I'd rather follow the will of God. Amen. I believe God will show up. He speaks to us often, but many times we just are too busy to hear. Do you want to have change in your situation, in your life today? Pray for an encounter. Pray for an encounter because people who encountered God have seen transformation in their life. Noah, Abraham, David. I mean, the list goes on. Solomon, Gideon, Jonah, Elijah, you know, the the Samaritan woman at the well, Peter, Paul, you know, we can actually just add it on. You know, And God, who had been silent for 40 years, suddenly showed up to Moses in the form of a burning bush. In verse 2, it says, and let me read that, and the angel of the Lord appeared to him. It says, in a flame of fire in the midst of a bush. And so he looked, and behold, the bush was, not burn, uh, was burning, but yet it was not consumed. And Moses said, I will turn aside to see this great sight, why the bush is not burned. Have you ever had a burning bush experience? You know, have you ever seen a, you know, a bushfire or something? You know, we, we see bushfires all over, whether it's here or, of course, in California, they've had that. Second point is God's presence will light the fire in our heart. God's presence will light the fire of God. I mean, the light the fire in our heart. And you know, when you talk about the fire of God in the Bible, the presence of God is always denoted by fire. Psalm 97 talks about the fire goes before him and his adversaries all around. In fact, when Elijah was challenging the prophets of Baal, what did he say the prophets of Baal? You know, let's pray. And the one who answers by fire, He is God. You know, our God is a God of fire. Everybody say fire. Fire. Deuteronomy 24, or four, verse 24, it says, For the Lord our God is a consuming fire. I mean, if you talk about that, wow, nakakatakot. Ah. You know, is this really something that we want to pray for? Lord, I don't want fire. I was reading this morning in Genesis chapter 6, and God sent the flood. It's either the flood or the fire. I don't I don't want flood anymore. But yeah, when you talk about the fire, of course, we've seen that fire can be damaging. I was talking about it earlier. You know, in um in California, in Australia, they've had massive bush fires wherein millions of dollars of property were damaged. But yet, when you talk about the fire of God, the fire of God burns things that are not of God. But the fire of God will never burn things that are of God. And this particular site, it is probably not new to Moses, seeing that a bush is burning because he was in the desert. It can be extremely hot. And I'm pretty sure that every time Moses is seeing bushfires all over. But this particular phenomenon is different because this particular bush is burning... But yet, it's not being consumed. It's like a candle. You you know, probably bought yeah, an aroma candle and then you light it up and then it's been there for many years and it's not consumed. How many of you would like a candle like that? Always fresh. My question for us is, did God choose that bush out of all the bushes and try to find the perfect bush, a special bush? Okay, this bush is the one that I will light up. You know, I don't think so. It's not about the bush. I believe that any bush is actually okay. But it's really about the fire of God. It was the fire of God's presence that made that bush glorious. And I believe that God can use any vessel for His glory. You know, it's not those that are eloquent. It's not those that are, you know, good or you've got a good background or you've got a good, you know, whatever. Whatever. That you can show to God, you know, God can use, you know, the Bible even says that, you know, God uses the foolish things of this world to shame the wise. God can use anyone. God wants to use us and wants to put a fresh fire. The presence of God is like fire in our heart. The fire of God can touch us, but it does not have to consume us. Amen. That's my prayer for us this year. That we will actually go with a fresh fire. In fact, in, uh, in the book of Matthew, chapter 3, when they were asking uh, John the Baptist, and he was talking about, you know, I baptize with water, but someone is coming after me who I'm not even worthy to carry the sandals for, and he will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and with what? With fire. His name is Jesus. And I believe that God's going to baptize us afresh with fire. In His presence. You know, somehow you sense a person that is full of fire, you know, of the presence of God if there's passion in his, in his life. You know, how many of you have encountered someone who's so passionate about God and you, know, you know that that person has the presence of God? Because, you know, there's something about the presence of God and the fire of God that ignites us. And I'm not talking about any Personality. I'm not talking about you know just us being extrovert or being you know loud. No, you can actually be an introvert, and there's fire, there's passion, in your heart. You know, fire is hot, and there's normally smoke with the fire. But when something is burning, you will see it, you will sense it. In Romans chapter twelve verse one talks about, "Do not be slothful in zeal, but be fervent." In spirit, serve the Lord. You know, the words uh, fervent here means hot. Everybody say, say hot. Everybody say hot. Okay. Look at the person beside you and tell that person, you are hot. You know, not, not in a bad sense, okay? But you're hot. You're, you're fervent. You're passionate, okay? If you're watching from your own homes, okay, tell the person beside you sitting, you know, you're hot. You're hot. I believe that the presence of God will put in the zeal of God inside of us. God's presence in our lives can be pictured as fire and a passion that burns within us. You know, many people nowadays are filled with worldly passions. But when the fire of the Holy Spirit fills us, He will replace that worldly passions with new passions. Amen. And my prayer is that this year, 2021, that God will put a fresh fire, a fresh passion for Him. You don't have to be special. Before God can fill you with His presence, you just have to be available. Amen. My question for us is, will you be willing to be filled? When you're filled with the presence of God, you become anointed and holy and set apart for His glory. You know, God led His people in the desert with a pillar of fire. And everywhere they go, they are following this fire. There's no GPS, there's no ways. there's no Google Maps during that time. But whenever the, the pillar of fire is moving, the people of God, how many millions they are? You know, a couple of millions. They're following that fire. In this 2021, my prayer is that we will follow the fire of God, the presence of God, wherever He leads us. No matter how uncertain the situation or the times may be, when you follow the, the fire of God, He will lead you to places that safe. He will lead into places that's, you know, where the provision will abound. Amen. Where there's protection. Amen. In the presence of God, there's fullness of joy. May we follow the pillar of, of, of fire in our life uh, this, this year, 2021. In verse 5, it says, Then he said, Do not come near. Take your sandals off your feet. For the place on which you are standing is holy ground. It was a holy ground. Holy ground. And God introduced himself to Moses in the burning bush. The God of the burning bush is a holy God. When you talk about holy, holy means set apart. Holy means cut above the rest. There's no one like him. There's no other God like our God. And Moses was told by God to remove the sandals from his feet. I'm not sure what kind of sandals he's wearing during that time. But a farmer needs sandals so that he can actually tread on the the harvest field. A traveler needs, you know, a pair of shoes so that he can actually move on and travel. You know, many times we rely on our sandals for what we can do and where we can go. But God is saying it's not about what you can do and where you can go. Remove your sandals from your feet. And I want to invite you to come barefooted. And walk in my presence. And let's walk together. Because the feet you're standing on is holy ground. Not relying on our, you know, accomplishments. Not relying on, you know, where we can actually go by our own might. But relying solely on the grace of God. Completely humble. Completely thankful that, you know, we are invited by God to come near His presence. We're not going to be casual inquirers this year, 2021, when God appears. I believe that change is inevitable. And God led Moses to a burning bush, which basically changed him from a wilderness shepherd into a statesman, and eventually the deliverer of Israel. Not because he was a prince of Egypt once. In fact, he was asking God, who am I? And my third and final point as I prepare to close is this. God is perpetual and personal. God is both perpetual. He is immutable. He's unchanging. But yet, He's also personal. He's a personal God. He wants to relate with us in personal terms. He's a father to us. And so in verse 10, he, He said to Moses, Come, I will send you to Pharaoh that you may bring my children, the children of Israel, out of Egypt. And out of that burning bush, Moses received his calling as a deliverer and it changed Moses' life forever. And this call on Moses' life required him to wrestle with the mission of God, to fulfill a higher call more than being a shepherd. And I believe that God called Moses. It was not just for his sake, but for the sake of God's people who's waiting in Egypt. You know, when God calls us, it's not because of us. When God calls us, it's because of the prayer of somebody praying for help. And this is really, you know, I believe that God's call for Moses is an answer to a cry of help. And we read that in verse 7 and 9. Let me just read the, the verses, verse 7 to 9. It says, uh, Then the Lord said, I have surely seen the affliction of my people who are in Egypt, and I have heard their cry because of their taskmasters. I know their sufferings and I have come down to deliver them out of the land, out of the hand of the Egyptians, and to bring them out uh, of uh, that land to a good and broad land, a land flowing with milk and honey to the place of the Canaanites, the Hittites, the Amorites, the Perizzites, the Hivites, and the Jebusites, and all the heights. And uh, and now behold, the the cry of the people of Israel has come to me, and I have also seen the oppression which comes from the Egyptians to oppress them. And here we see that the heart of God, really, is not just about calling a particular man, but it's about saving people from oppression. Basically, God wants to deliver His people from oppression. What we see in this particular verse is God sees, God hears, God knows our situation, and God wants to deliver. It may seem that God is silent, but He is just waiting for the opportune time to send deliverance for His people. You know, don't ever think, for those of you watching, that God has you know, forgotten about your situation. Many people have suffered during the pandemic, during the last year, and you know, maybe are still suffering right now in the area of physical health, maybe mental health, loss of loved ones, loneliness. Loss of job, maybe loss of income, isolation. And even if we are now in the 2021 year, maybe the situation has not really changed. But let me submit to you, God hears. Amen. God sees our situation. God knows exactly what you and I are going through. And God wants to send His deliverance. In the same way that He sent His deliverance to the people of Egypt, who's been waiting and crying out, and God lets use Moses God is going to send His deliverance for us as well. Moses was hesitant at first because, you know, he was kind of staying in the wilderness for 40 years, and he was not sure, you know, who am, who am I that I should go? And Moses questioned his capability, and, you know, there are about five excuses of Moses. We're not going to talk about that anymore. But yet the answer of God to Moses' question of who am I is, I will be with you. You know, when you question about your situation right now, God is saying to us, I will be with you. Amen. In this year, 2021, we will sense a greater presence of God in our midst. God will be with us. The same God who's been with us in 2020 is the same God who will be with us in 2021. Moses asked God, who am I? And then he asked the Lord, who are you? In verse 13, it says, If I come to the people of Israel and say to them, The God of your fathers has sent me to you. What is his name? What shall, I, what shall I say to them? And God said to Moses, I am who I am. I am a sent me to you. You know, Moses basically said to God, I am nothing. But God is saying to Moses, I am everything. And I will be with you. We may feel that as we started this year, 2021, I am nothing. That's a good starting point. Because as we declare that we are nothing, guess what? God is everything. God is everything and God's going to be with us. And he said to Moses, I am. Jehovah or Yahweh. You know, I am exists independently and unchangeably. You know, he does not need anyone to create him. In fact, he created everything. And He is immutable. It means that, you know, as I said earlier, He's the same God we can trust. Who was, who is, and who is to come. You know, R.C. Sproul said, The greatest need of non-Christians and even Christians is to know what God is like. The Attributes of God is simply a description of who God is. Yahweh. This is the name of God. And, you know, the Jews believe that you can even pronounce that name Yahweh because of the fear of the trembling of the, the, the gravity of the awesomeness of God, Yahweh. God is perpetual. That's His name. It's the name of the memorial name of God. But yet, God's name is also very personal. I am. God is a personal God to us. I believe that God wants to reveal himself more to us this year in a personal way. What God is saying to us is all that I am, I am to you. All that God is, he is to us. I am means I am whom you need me to be. You know, he didn't say I am the great I give. He said I am the great I am. Because we don't need anything if we have the one who gives everything, it's not about something we need; it's someone we know. So, if we need a shepherd this year, it's Jehovah Rofi, Rohi. You know, if we need peace, he's Shalom. If we need, you know, healing, it's Rafa. If we need provision, it's Jehovah Jireh. If we need righteousness, it's Jehovah Sidkinu. You know. If we need you know, to be sanctified, it's Makadesh for us. If we need victory, it's Jehovah Nisi, our banner. You know, I believe that He is whom we need Him to be this year. Amen. And it's the same God that Jesus is saying when He introduced Himself to the Jews, I am, because He is my Father. He is, you know, in fact, Jesus called Him Daddy God, Abba, a very intimate name. The Jews somehow were very insulted with this. But Jesus is the same title, I am. To describe who he was and when Jesus applied the title I am to himself what he's saying is I am God in fact he said in John chapter eight verse 58 I tell you the truth before Abraham was born I am Jesus is also the great I am and if you read the, you read the book of, of John we see the declaration of Jesus the seven I ams of Christ I am the bread of life I am the light of the world. I am the door. I am the good shepherd. I am the resurrection and the life. I am the way, the truth, and the life. I am the true vine. You know, God's name is personal. It reveals His nature. All that I am, I am to you. That's why when you pray, and when you ask God to move, God will move according to His character and according to His name. Moses was sent by I am and Jesus was I am or is I am thus those who believe in the I am will have no fear of death because of who Jesus is because he gives us life everlasting last verse I want to say before I pray John chapter 20 verse 31 all these are written so that you may believe that Jesus is the Christ the son of God And that by believing, you may have life in His name. And I believe that He is the great I Am. And because Jesus came and He is the one who is the resurrection and the life, we can draw from that life of Jesus and receive His salvation. God appeared to Moses with a burning bush and revealed Himself as I Am. Well, Jesus came as the I Am. So that we can have a more personal relationship with our Heavenly Father. Final point is this Jesus is I am and everything we need Him to be. Amen. Let's bow our heads and pray right now. Heavenly Father, we thank you so much for our time. Lord, I know that there's so much to say, God, but I thank you that you will infuse your fresh fire upon your people today, God. If you're praying right now, I just want you to lay your hands on your heart. Lord, I just pray for a fresh fire. Fresh fire, God. I just pray, God, that you would Lord, fill us afresh with your presence. May we have an encounter with you this year, 2021. I thank you, Lord, God. Just like Moses seeing the burning bush, I pray, God, that you would use us as burning bushes, lighting all around, God. For we are the light of the world. And I thank you, God, that we will see and have a sense of of your beauty and your glory and your majesty and your awesomeness, God. Thank you, Lord, that you will breathe in a fresh hope and faith and fire in us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Can we just do Lord praise? Subscribe and follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Feel free to share this message with your friends too. For more information about our church, visit our website at www.victoryalamang.church.